Welcome back to the Grace Free Journey podcast. This is Pastor Terry, and I am your guide and host for the next few minutes. Thanks for joining us. We are in uh, Matthew chapter 9, and beginning in verse 32, Jesus has now really established his ministry. Uh, he has come, he has called uh, some folks to follow him, and he's been out healing the sick, casting out demons, and establishing the reality that he is all God, all man, and one flesh, right, and one body come to earth to redeem us of our sins and to establish, begin to establish his kingdom on this earth. So that's what's going on. So let's look at what happens here. Now, as they were going away, behold, a demon oppressed man who was mute, means he couldn't talk, was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke and the crowds marveled saying, never was anything like this ever seen in Israel. So get the picture. Jesus has left one situation. He's walking a demon possessed man. Now, again, uh, Jesus makes a distinction. The scripture makes a distinction between people who are sick and diseased and people who are demon oppressed. The argument is from some that, well, they just said demon oppression because they didn't really know what was going on. Simply not true. Uh, they could distinguish between um, one and the other. And, and so this was a guy who was demonized. Now that's the Greek word. He was demonized. And the manifestation of that was the guy couldn't talk. So he comes to Jesus. Jesus casts out the demons. And people around her say, wait a minute. We have never seen anything like this. Now the people are thrilled, man. They are pumped. People are getting delivered. This guy can talk now. There's actually power from above impacting the world right now. But I want you to look at this. The next verse. But the Pharisees, part of the religious ruling aristocracy. You had the, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the scribes, and the priests. The Pharisees were the lawyers of the day. They were the ones who would examine the Old Testament. They would examine someone's teaching and see if it was okay for them to teach it or not. They were the gatekeepers. So here's what they said. The Pharisees said, he cast out demons by the prince of demons. Did you catch that? Jesus, in their opinion, Jesus is able to cast demons out because he is a demon and in league with the prince of demons. Now, isn't this just typical human nature? How many times when something great is happening, the people who are on the outside looking in who feel threatened by it, either because someone's better at them at something? You see this on the job all the time. You know, a guy gets hired in. Maybe he's only been there. A guy or a girl has only been there a few months, but they're really great at what they do, and they begin to get accolades. They make people's lives better. They advance the bottom line. They advance the company values, whatever it might be. And the other employees who are threatened by that begin to take shots at him, right? They begin to make up lies about his character, about his past. They begin to look at something they can sneak down and write down and then go report to the boss. You know what I'm talking about? So here's, what, here's what's going on. The Pharisees are seeing Jesus move in power and persuasion and impact people's lives. And the people were pumped. Man, they were thrilled about what was going on. But, but. The religious aristocracy was threatened. And so they said, oh, let me tell you what's going on here. What's going on here is Jesus is able to cast out a demon because he's in league with the demons. Now, the scripture goes on and says this. Now, Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease 
and every affliction. Again, didn't say casting out the demons. He's now talking about disease and afflictions. Now, the affliction part could have been demonic, could be something else. But look at what he did. He goes out all the villages in the area, teaching in their synagogues. In the ancient Jewish world, every town had a synagogue. And a synagogue was sort of a community center, if you will. It's not like the temple in Jerusalem. There was only one temple, and it was in Jerusalem. But synagogues were like community centers. They're places where people went uh, to, to read, um, to teach, to learn, to grow. Uh, people were allowed to come there. And so it was okay for Jesus as a Jewish man and a rabbi to go to these synagogues and teach and preach. And he took every opportunity he had to teach and preach about the new kingdom. Now it goes on and says this. Now when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus looked at the crowds of people just hungry for spiritual truth, hungry for the answers to the questions of life. We're not the only people that ever ask these existential questions, right? Why am I here? Where am I going? Is there meaning and purpose in life? This is These questions have been asked since there have been man, right? We're, it's not new to us. And so Jesus looks out and sees the people, sheep without a shepherd, wandering. Dangerous things could happen. They could harm themselves. They could get in bad situations and circumstances. And then this is what he said. He said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. He says the opportunity to reach people is huge. There's a lot of work to be done, but there's not a lot of people willing to do it. Then he goes on, he says this, Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Man, that's the challenge for you, isn't it? To be used by the Lord, to be sent out, to bless people and advance the kingdom. If you will do that, if you will take that on as your mission, if you will begin to pray about that, here's what I promise. You'll find meaning, purpose, and direction like you've never had before. You'll have clarity of thought. Your principles and values will be in alignment. You'll begin to have a highly effective life like you've never had before. And you'll find unbelievable grace. That means favor for every step of your journey. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that we will be laborers sent into the harvest to take the gospel message to those who are searching and seeking, to bring kindness and grace to those who are marginalized and hurting. Help us, Father, to do your work while we have time to do it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. We'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.